this is Sharon, the Modern Savvy CPA, coming to you with a continued um, financial literacy top 10 uh topics that you need to be focused on in order for you to become financially lit. Uh, so today we're going to focus on debt. Uh, there is a difference between debt and credit. We are going to focus on credit next time. Um, but today we're going to be focusing on debt and we're going to be talking about uh, the different kinds of debt and you understanding your debt and knowing you know, how debt is created, what information you should have on all your debt. So we have a couple of little tidbits that you need to understand. Um, in our society, I know that a lot of people um, think of debt as a bad word. Well, my motto is too much of anything is no good. So if you have too much debt and the wrong kind of debt, then it's definitely not good for you. So even if it's a good thing for you, you know, it can become bad if you're not, you, you know, you're not using it wisely. So being wise about how you use your debt and being wise about what kind of debt you have uh, and, and understanding your debt is super important in our society. So we are a society that is built on debt. You know, if you if you talk to, um, if you watch CNBC or you speak to any financial advisors or you even listen to the Shark Tank guys or anybody who has made their money, they talk about leveraging. Leverage is considered debt. And what does leverage? It helps you to use other people's money to, to, to increase your wealth if, you use leverage properly. So that is the key is using it properly, understanding it and using it properly. So um, I'm going to have a guest speaker on on the second half of the show that it, we're going to be talking about um, mortgage debt. And he's going to go into a little bit more about understanding your debt to income ratio and all the other things. So so but we're going to start off with first understanding the difference between revolving and non revolving revolving debt. So every debt is either revolving or non-revolving. Understanding the difference is one thing that you should add to your financial literacy library, which is part of your head. If it's not, if it's not in your brain, then it should be somewhere in your library um, to understand that what, what the difference is. You know, so the most common revol not revolving debt is credit card. The lines of credit can be revolving debt also. So, but the most common is credit cards. Then there's non-revolving debt. Um, we're going to go dig deep into revolving debt and how it can be become dangerous to you if you are not using it properly. So then we have non-revolving debt that is usually borrowing a lump sum and then it doesn't, it doesn't revolve. You know, those things includes mortgages where you're borrowing a lump sum or student loans, personal loans, car loans. You borrow one lump sum and then you pay it on something what you call an amortization schedule. So it's, it's a schedule of payment where you're paying principal and interest and eventually that will be finished at, a, at the term of that debt. So what is revolving debt? Revolving debt is usually, it can be secured, but sometimes unsecured, most of the time unsecured. Credit card debt is an example of revolving debt. Home equity lines of credit is another example of revolving debt. Revolving debt, when it comes, usually has a credit limit that's set by the lender. And with revolving debt, you can borrow against the limit over an 
indefinite period of time. So one of the main differences between revolving and non-revolving that is the term of the debt. Revolving means it keeps revolving until it's totally paid off. With, with non-revolving debt, you have a term, a specific term, when the debt should be paid off and it's on a specific schedule. So that, that's what you need to understand about that. Um, so, so HELOCs and credit cards are the most common kind of non-revolving, of revolving debt. With revolving debt, you borrow against the credit limit, like I said. So the best way to handle revolving debt are, here are a few tips on handling revolving, revolving debt. Watch your spending, especially with credit cards. Credit cards are not to, meant to be a supplement for your budget. Credit cards is, is, can, should be used as an electronic currency for your budget. You need to understand what you're buying. And in today's day, we, with the, with, 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 with the electronic age that we live in today, we survive with our apps, our computers, our phone, everything is within our eyesight, our hands everywhere, that we can look this information up as soon as possible. As soon as you buy something, it shows up on your on your credit card. You have that app, you can look at it. My son asked me when he got his first credit card at 18, mom, when should I pay my credit card bill? Knowing my 18 year old son at that time and knowing everyone within that society, you know, within our society when he was 18 years old in 2000, whatever it was, he, um, I said, you pay your credit card when you get paid because it is not an extension of your income. You know, you only have certain amount of income. The credit card doesn't add income to you. It is just like your debit card. That's why I always start off my kids with a debit card. So when the money's done in their account, they're wa sometimes I cringe. My 16 year old right now, I started him with a debit card at 14 and I try not to look at it. Uh, because I know he's spending money on games and all these things that he's spending money on, but it's his money, his allowances, whatever. He needs to understand that it finishes, it's over with. So it's not an endless thing, charge, charge, charge. And then before you know it, you're overwhelmed with credit card debt. That is not the way to use credit card. If you use credit cards properly, it will benefit you. And I am not going to tell you that you should stay away from credit cards or your kids should stay away from credit cards because if you want to use leverage as part of your overall financial literacy package, your overall financial literacy building wealth package, then you need to understand credit. You need, you, you know, revolving, revolving debt. You need to understand revolving debt. It is an important part of your society. You can't buy a house without having credit. You can't get a car without having credit. Sometimes no credit is just as bad as having bad credit. So it kind of depends on where you're looking. So you, ne you need to make sure that you use everything wisely. My motto on things is if you prevent things, especially if I hide my kids from things and I protect my kids from things and they don't know how to use it when they go out into this world, I'm doing them a disservice because they don't know how to handle that situation. They've never seen it before. So they don't, they don't have that experience. My job as a parent and my job as a financial literacy advocate 
um, where financial literacy is totally my passion, is to teach you that you need to use these things properly. You need to use revolving credit properly. You need to understand what it is before you start using it. And if used properly, it can be very beneficial to you. If not used properly, it can be very detrimental to you. So you need to make sure you understand what you're doing. Your credit card in a, is an electronic payment. So if you don't have that money in your account, you shouldn't be charging it on your credit card. You know, you should have a budget on how much you're spending on your credit card. You know, what are you buying? If you're buying your groceries or whatever, that credit card bill is part of your budget. When you're tracking, that is a significant part of it. So you need to understand that you're, you're spending your own money. It's not free money that you're going to cross the bridge when you get to it, when the bill comes. No, you cross the bridge now. That money needs to be, if you're spending it, you have to have it to be spending it. So that's the way you need to look at credit cards. So I say, I pay my credit card every week. You know, I make a payment on it every week because I charge everything on there. I barely have cash. So my revolving debt credit card is paid every week. That's how it is. So, so that's the one thing I need to, to, to be serious. And the other thing about credit card debt is the interest is phenomenally high. You are paying so much for that dress or that thing that you think you're getting on sale or for the instant gratification that you want something right now and you know you can't afford it. So, uh, because you're, so then you won't be able to pay your credit card off. And then now you're going to have this as a revolving debt at 20, 30% interest rate. If you, if you calculate how much that is along the time of you paying this bill off, it is astronomical and it is, won't be worth it. So there is, you know, there is a treat. There is a reward for waiting on things. You know, instant gratification is not necessarily, you know, you don't want to deprive yourself. You want to plan for that large item that you want to, you want to um, buy. You don't want to deprive yourself, but instant gratification is not going to help you either. So you make sure you, you're definitely thinking about that. So one of the other that is also called, um, it's, we have, Installment debt. So installment debt is another term for non-revolving debt. So non-revolving debt, installment loans, one lump sum loan payments, uh, that's all non-revolving debt. For, for example, if you take a $10,000 personal loan out to consolidate some of your debt, which if you got into trouble with credit card and now you're trying to get financial literate and make sure that you're... Um, getting out of the holes and learning from your mistakes, then one of the ways is to do that. You might take one, for example, that you're paying um, over 36 months and, and uh, you, that, that, is a, that is a kind of a non-revolving installment loan debt. Um, other types of installment loans are things that we spoke about before, your mortgage, which we're going to talk, we're going to go more into um, real estate debt, secure debt, mortgages, refinancing on the second half of our show. Um, but mortgages, auto loans, student loans, personal loans, those are non-revolving debt. Non-revolving debt, like I said, usually have a term for it. And then, you know, you have, you use that, that term and it's amortized over that term and you pay one lump sum and then you, one amount. And then by the end of the term that you're finished paying off for the loan. So that's what, it, that's what it is. So, you know, you might have payments once every two weeks, once every month. Usually the payments are once every month. So, you know, you're, you're looking at that. So if you, 
you eventually will be paying that off if once you make your set payments when it's due. And that pays down the principal of the loan and whatever interest is being charged on the loan. So if you want, you make extra payments on those. You can make extra payments and it will decrease the, the principal at the end and um, it will definitely decrease the interest. You can refinance non-revolving um, debt to help you either make the term of the loan shorter if you can afford to do that or if you want to shrink the interest rate you you know if interest rate lowers you want to shrink the interest rate that that that's also a way to do that so let's go on to secured and non-secured debt so secured debt is one that is that has collateral like most of you might know secured debt one of the biggest secured debt is a mortgage or a car loan and things like that non-secured debt is ones that does not have collateral where the lender is still you know can stay still take legal action on you um, but there's no assets for example student loans or you know are is an example of of non-secured debt so what's secure debt? So secure debt, like I said, is when there's collateral and um, and you have something where if you get too far behind, it can be repossessed or foreclosed on. Um, so your car can be repossessed, your house can be foreclosed on if you get too far behind. A good thing we live in America and there are lots of options if you reach out and you get into trouble with, with this situation, there's always an option. So. Um, you know, so the bank has something that they they can use as as collateral when you know, and they can always take that back when it comes to this. Their their home equity lines and home equity loans in both cases are also secured debt. Although home equity lines are um, revolving debt, it is still secured by your property. So the advantage the advantage of secured debt is. Um, Let's talk about that. So um, you may borrow a substantial amount. So usually mortgages, um, you can borrow these days if you do an FHA loan, um, it's three and a half percent. There's um, all different things that we're gonna talk about later with my guests regarding, um, regarding secured loans and what are your options when it comes to secure loans and what amounts you can get. You also can get a lower interest rate on secured loans as opposed to unsecured loans because it, um, though in that case, they have a collateral, so they're taking less risk on, on that situation. Um, now there's potential disadvantages of secured loans. Of course, you can lose your property, your home, your car. Um, if you fail to make the payment, typically the borrow, the borrower, you know, if you're borrowing money on specific items, you know, that money, you know, is something you're borrowing on that specific items other than just a personal loan. The best way to handle secure loans um, is I'm going to give you some tips on making sure you don't get into trouble with secure loan. Always make your loan payments on time. Make at least the minimum payment due on a secured loan. Let your lender know if you're struggling. Like I said, there are many options. All people can tell you is no. My attitude on everything is you question, you ask, you. it does not hurt to ask. Yes, you might be bruised a little with your feelings, but you'll get over that. But if you don't ask the question, you'll never know what the answers are. And everywhere I go in my life and in this society, I am surprised at how many questions that I ask has options. They might, and most questions does not have a no or yes. 
it's usually has options. So it's an array of answers. So it does not hurt to ask whatever you open your mind, your money mindset, your open your don't cut yourself off at the knees by answering your question for without asking somebody. You, if you tell yourself no, then you will never know what the answer is outside. So it's always, always good to ask the questions. You never know what's out there. You never know what programs are out there to help us. Living in America in every aspect from home ownership to, to medical benefits, to colleges, to struggling with babies, to anything, there's a charity out there that is willing to help you if you look for it. There's a foundation out there that is willing to help you. There's, you know, there's so many different avenues within a lender that can help you if you just ask and be open to working with that person. Be open and ask the question. So that's what it is. Don't cut yourself off. Don't say no. Do not be a pessimist because pessimism is not going to get you anywhere. It's just going to get you sitting on your couch answering your own questions. No, no, no. So I'm saying well, it depends. Whenever a question is asked to me, my answer is usually, well, it depends. It depends because there are options. So, you know, that's, that, those, that's one of the things. You never know until you ask if you're struggling with a payment. You know, you can sell your property if you need it. For example, if a lender is getting to, ready to, to, to take your home, you can sell your property. You can reach out to the lender. You can ask questions. You can refinance. There are so many different things when it comes to secure debt that you can do with unsecured debt. Unlike secured debt, unsecured debt is not backed by anything. So, you know, most of the time it's credit card, uh, medical bills, most personal loans are unsecured. Most student loans are unsecured with unsecured debt. That's not backed by an asset. Like I said, a creditor can, can't seize your property if you fail to make the payments, but you know, the a credit card can do different things. It can report it to you, to the credit bureau, which your credit is just as important as how much money you have to, to, to work with things because it opens up the doors. Both of these things opens up the doors, gives you a, a higher, uh, how do you, a higher sky to reach. You know, if you limit yourself, your sky is going to be lower. If you open up the doors, your, your sky is going to, the sky's the limit, you know? So, um, you don't want to limit your sky. So I don't know if that makes any sense, but we'll go with that. Uh, you know, don't, so you don't need property or anything like that for unsecured debt, but it can ding bang your credit. So that's definitely something that you need to look at. Disadvantages of unsecured debt, um, is there's a potential of disadvantage of unsecured debt. You might find it difficult to get unsecured debt if your credit is not solid, you know, um, the best ways to handle secure debt um, is make your at least your minimum payment. For me, uh, if it's revolving credit card debt, make the full payment. Pay when you get paid. You know, do not get into trouble with it. You know, make sure to, to avoid the trouble is to make your payments when you get paid. Always, you have your app, keep checking what your balance is and make sure that, because credit card debt is the number one not 
are revolving debt and you need to look at that, you know. So that's one of the things you need to, to, to look at. If you're having trouble with debt right now, there are different things that you can look at to get yourself out of debt. You have to be financially literate. So if you're, if you're um, below the class when it comes to your financial literacy, you need to educate yourself on finances. If you are not educating yourself and you're not getting yourself financially literate, then this will always be a problem. You should always be in the mindset of solving your money issues, solving your money problems. And there are many ways, you know, debt management, debt settlement. There are different people, debt counseling agencies. You know, there are all different. You're going straight to the lender and talking to them about it. You know, the bottom line is, you know, you need to understand your type of debt, Develop a strategy to manage your debt before you get into trouble. If you're in trouble, develop a strategy to get out of that debt. Having too much revolving debt means you're in trouble. You know, my idea is to not have any revolving debt. That's when I think you're good. But let's just say you need to have it for some reason and you do so, you're doing a three-month payment on, on, on a 0% credit card for something that you had to get for whatever reason. Then you manage that debt by paying it off within that certain amount, within that period of time that that interest rate is. Treat it like a non-revolving debt and pay it out. You know, so it's important that you do that. So make sure the bottom line is, is use strategies, use your strategies to get out of debt, plus get yourself financially lit, making sure you understand the difference between your debt, um, revolving, non-revolving, secured, unsecured, you know, a mix of your credit is your, uh, of your FICO, FICO score is the types of credit you get. So it's, it's good to have different types of debt on your credit report. So it shows that you have a variety, your, your credit score will be higher of that. It doesn't mean that it shouldn't be paid off debt. It just shows that, you know, you're paying off whatever it is you can handle your debt. So that is one of the things that we're, um, lenders look at. And when we, we speak to Nick, we're going to talk about how lenders look at people, why do they look at their credit score and what it means the credit score means you're being responsible and they don't know if you're being responsible, if you've paid off all of your, your, your things all at once. And now you're looking to, to uh, finance something. They don't know if you have any experience in financing. So when you, when you finance something and you, and you have experience in it, that you don't have any experience in it, they, you become a higher risk because they don't know how you handle that. So you have to make sure that you use, your debt wisely. Leverage is all part of building wealth. If you listen to or you follow any of the great financial advisors out there, financial literacy topics out there, you will understand how they build their wealth is by using other people's money. So but you have to be responsible and you have to make sure that you understand that too much of anything is no good. So you should be tracking it. Um, I'm going to take a little break and then we're going to go on to our second half of the show where my, my friend Nick is going to come on and we're going to grill him a little bit on mortgage debt and, and um, how th different things affect our life when it comes to using other people's money. 
Thank you.